The entire team at Emsolation want to acknowledge that we are gathered on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We want to recognise that we are recording and telling our stories on the stolen land of our country's first storytellers. We wish to pay our respects to all Wurundjeri elders and ancestors and to extend that respect to any First Nations peoples who listen to Emsolation. We recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people's continued connection to the land and waters of this country and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Always was, always will be. M. Rossiano. I'm ChatGBT. I'm ChatGBT. And Michael Lucas. Oh no, come on. We haven't yet recovered from the Crocs. This is M. Salation. Well done, you're better at it than me. Well, it's no surprise. You're in M. Salation. Well, hello there and welcome to M. Salation. My name is M. Rossiano. I'm a writer, a singer, a stand up comedian, a maximalist power queen, a neurodivergent magic brain, and a podcaster. And together with my best friend since I was 11, screenwriter and Logie and Actor Award winner, Mr. Michael Lucas, I bring you this podcast every Thursday. How are you? What's been going on? How's your week been? I am well. I am here to give you some exciting information. Obviously, Emsolation Extra launched a couple of weeks ago and so far we have put out two episodes, which were my husband and I going pretty deep on our marriage and also Michael and I doing some AMAs, answering your questions. And it's been amazing. We have two and a half thousand subscribers and I really believe in what we're doing. So we've looked into it and what we want to do is offer a free trial. That's right. Starting today, if you're listening on the Thursday, you have seven days to sign up for one month's free of Emsolation Extra. I believe in this so much and I know that we're one of the first people to ever do this and it may seem like a magical, mystical land and a few of you may be thinking, look, I don't really understand it. So this is your risk-free trial of what I'm making and offering and I really love the idea that many of you can listen to the marriage chats because it bothered me that not everyone could hear it because I think it's really valuable. So that's a way for you to get involved with the marriage diaries, also hear the AMAs, and also hopefully see the value in what we're putting out each week. So you have seven days from today, if you're listening on Thursday, to sign up and then you'll get a whole month's free. And then after that, it's up to you if you want to keep going or not. And because I know a lot of you are neurodivergent, I'm going to make sure you get a little reminder to either unsubscribe or keep going because I I understand signing up for free trials and then absolutely forgetting and being judged and I don't want that to happen to you all. But um, I'd love for you to give it a go. You literally have, there's no risk. You won't be charged if you opt out after the month. So um, get on board. All the information will be sent out in an email and I just, I'm really glad that you all will get to hear what's happened so far behind that uh, beautiful paywall. <laughs> and I hope that it convinces a lot of you to, to stay with us. Other than that, look what's been going on. Let me think. I need to do a little reset here. Well, I have to say the fallout from the betrayal from last week's episode where Michael did reveal that he had purchased himself Beyonce tickets unbeknownst to me a month ago and didn't tell me. But then obviously he bought more tickets when he found out that she'll be playing in LA when we're there. 
Well, you wouldn't believe what's been going on. He's been getting stopped in the street. Messages, I've been getting messages. So him and I discussed that. It's like the Real Housewives reunion, just with less like champagne throwing and Botox and more, <laughs> more, I don't know. It it needed to be discussed. I hadn't really said how I felt because, you know, there was it was all happening so quickly and I was remembering that there were cameras on me, but then also really proud that he knew to tell me, you know, keeping it as content. So it was, it was a weird situation. We talked about that. We also talk about what's been happening with Stan Grant and his decision to step away from Q&A and we discuss my new favourite show, Mer People. <laughs> it's just, it's on Netflix. It's this beautiful doco. I, I cannot get into it now or I'll never stop. But we go deep on that one and then we play a little bit of a game, a little bit of ADHD charades. Why not put the good parts of my brain to use, hey? Other than that, not much else to tell you. I'm good. I'm just, you know, two of my children have had COVID. That's been hectic. Dad's got it too. Vincey got it. So it's been very nerve wracking. I didn't get it. Scott didn't get it. And Elio didn't get it. So I've just been worrying behind a closed door, but they're okay now. They're on the mend. And what else have I been doing? Still doing my mushroom walks. You'll be happy to know the hyperfixation continues. I found some very interesting ones. I I found more of the toadstool ones, which I've since found out are like, oh, there's a whole story. You know the ones that are in Super Mario? They're amazing. The red ones with the white, the traditional, when you think about what the Smurfs live in. Yeah. There's a whole backstory to those, which I love. The, the idea is that reindeers used to get high on them and jump around. And that is how Santa's reindeers, the idea of them came to be. The other thing I want to say is you're going to notice a lot of ads. Just go with it. It's great. It means people want to be associated with us. I don't care if you skip them. It's fine. <laughs> when we make our own ads and I'm voicing them, don't skip them. But if you just want to like skip forward 15 seconds, I don't mind. But just know when you hear it, yes, emsolation has got ads. That's so great. But I know they're annoying. I get it. But also there might be some really helpful things. Uh, maybe the advertisers are listening right now. Thank you so much for choosing Emsolation. But let's be honest. <laughs> Oh, my God. What a hot mess. Hey, I just want to quickly say uh, happy birthday to Emsolator Eileen. She has been, honestly, around my career since the very beginning, super supportive. She's always in and about the Facebook group and her best mate, Steve, his handle is Scrubber Steve. I always remember Steve messaged me and said it's uh, Eileen's birthday on Thursday. So I just want to say happy birthday, Emsolator Eileen. I see you. I know how dedicated you are. I appreciate you. Um, but yeah. Oh, birthday shout out. I used to always wait at the end of Romper Room, remember? And she would be like, I see you. They would never say Amelia. They would never say Amelia, ever. And I'd sit there every week thinking it was Robin. I want to say Robin from Romper Room. And I would, she'd be bouncing on that weird ball and I'd be like, this is my week. She's going to say Amelia. She never did, ever. Also, I could never get a license plate. You know, you could get those little tiny license plates that were rolling around in the 80s. They never said Amelia. Couldn't get personalised anything back then. It's fine, I've moved on. Clearly, have not. What else do I want to say to you? Oh, that's what I want to say to you. If you're an Emsolation Extra subscriber, coming out next Tuesday, Michael sits down with Australian acting royalty, Doris Unane. Oh, yes. It's such a great chat. Obviously, Doris first came to our screens in Heartbreak High. Oh, my goodness. She's in five bedrooms. She's in everything. She's amazing. She's one of our favourite humans. I wasn't able to be at the chat because two of my children had COVID at the time, but um, it's going to be amazing. If you thought we couldn't bounce back from the two marriage discussions, we have. Don't you worry. Every week's going to be just as good as the last. If you haven't subscribed, please think about it. It's really good. 
It's lots of benefits, lots of extras. You get a Q&A each week. You get an extra episode from either me or Michael each week. Plus you get this episode. Like, honestly, it's three. It's three for the price of not much. Go check out all the information. You can go to msolation.supercast.com to find out. All right, that's it from me. Don't forget to sign up for the free trial if you'd like to give it a go. Other than that, enjoy what's about to come your way. Play the music. And Michael Lucas. This is Emsolation. Michael Lucas, look, we do have to get straight to it. There has been a huge response to your Herculean betrayal of myself. Yeah. Um, look, it's been a big week. I don't think I've ever received so many messages about anything that's happened on the podcast ever. Oh, I certainly haven't. But I mean, I, I, people tend to not go to me. But I don't mean just messages. Mm. I mean wow. stops in the street. <laughs> wow. Which has actually made me think, um, have people always been seeing me going, that's him, but this is the thing that's tipped them over that's like, I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. I actually love that. But yeah. for those of you who may not have listened to last week's episode yet, please do. But also Michael at the start of the show revealed that he'd gone to see the John Farnham documentary without me. He had given me like a day's notice that he was going to go with his mum, but I already had a mushroom walk planned with my children. And then Finished. just as the show was ending, announced that he had booked tickets to see Beyonce in London a month ago without telling me. I actually figured out that it was May 1st that I booked it. It was a, it was two and a half weeks. But anyway, for the purposes of this, a month. <laughs> so and also me. the other thing that I love is like it, it feels like in the moment that Emsolation went you know, when independent. When independent, yes. All of a sudden, there was a real housewives element that came into it because we don't typically have like things like this. And it felt like, because Scott, you and Scott was like, it was a dramatic, it was, and it finished on a cliffhanger with you staring at him for those who have extra. Mm. It's riveting content, and you finish going, you're uncomfortable. How are you feeling right now? Yes. And then, and there was a real cliffhanger. And then we don't ever have anything like that. And then all of a sudden, first time out, all of a sudden, I reveal myself as I can't even name a, like a treacherous bish from, from a real housewives, but there are many of them. <laughs> and that's what happened. All of a sudden, what is this podcast? We can't sustain it, though. I'm telling you, that's it. No, no. This is the biggest thing our friendship has faced, pretty much. Oh, my goodness. Which is kind of on brand. Yeah. I do brand. love it. It's The other thing that I love about it is it is so camp, but I love, I love, I'm not diminishing the impact of it, but it is absolutely camp. Well, the biggest issue you've had with your husband is Madonna. Madonna. And Madonna the biggest tickets. issue now with your best friend is, is Beyonce. It's, it's so right. It's so right. <laughs> Yeah, in the latest instalment of Our Life is Fan Fiction, it is so right, mm. but so, so wrong. 
so wrong. Um, it's annoying me. I've got to reset. What Michael's referring to is that in episode one of Emsolation Extra, I interviewed my husband, Scott, and he interviewed me about marriage. And then we teased you out to episode two that went out this week. And there was kind of a resolution to our kind yes. of cliffhanger. Yes. But you and I have never had to have resolutions. This has been our first cliffhanger. This is our first follow-up. So, our first reunion episode. So let me know what's been the reaction to you from the Emsolation community. Like how has it, it felt to be, for the first time in your life, I would say the villain. Yeah. Uh, you have never, because you are the devil's advocate. You, yeah. you are always peace, Switzerland, whatever. I see both sides. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me, as Taylor <laughs> would say. Um, uh, well, generally, I've had, I've had someone literally pull up a car when I've been walking. Wow. Yeah, Yeah. I oddly feel really touched. I know. And then sort of saying, you are lucky to be alive. <gasps> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would say it's not without a twinkle in the eye. Of course. And and I've uh, the other thing that I've got consistently is I've thought the John Farnham thing was worse, and I actually don't think that that's true because because there's a critical difference, which was you knew about the John Farnham thing. Yeah, that's, but you, that's the hub of it. You'd already made the decision to go. Like you were telling me, I'm going to see this if you want to come. Yes, and also the other thing that I have to say about that is it was a public screening. I realise in the way we spoke <laughs> about it, it sounded like I'd been given a golden two tickets, and I yeah. picked someone other than them. I just want to make it clear: anyone could have bought a ticket. I also want to make clear: if you picked your mother over me, I'd be okay. Oh, okay. She's yeah, about yeah. The so actually, only person. As much as I appreciate the defense, yeah. I don't think that that was true. The Beyonce one was far worse. <laughs> the only other clarification I was going to say is actually, I'm not kidding. I didn't go into the podcast thinking I'm going to say this on air. The only reason I did is because I was thinking, I've got to tell her, I'm going to tell her, I'm going to tell her, I'm going to tell her. Well, you laid the foundations at the start of the podcast, right? And now. Listening- no, because, because you opted to start with he's open with a hell of a betrayal. And then that, of course, made me go, oh, my God, no. I I do have a betrayal. It's not this betrayal. It's not this betrayal. But I'm you did start, way. as we at the start of the show, we spoke about how Beyonce had mm. started the tour and you then went out of your way to mention, I know it was like the Queen herself was smiling down upon us. Mm. She changed mm. the dates, M. She changed the mm. dates so we could go. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. And then when you, after you revealed you'd mm. bought tickets, I'm like, that's why. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but even then I didn't know. It was truly in the moment. And even when I started to say it, I had a real wobble, but you were by that stage going, what, what, what? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> anyway, it's wild. It is wild. And I have, I've been on a bit of a roller coaster with it and I've had to decide to just, like, not think about it too much. Yes. Otherwise, and I'm getting really egged on by emsolators sending me messages telling me that they would be so upset and it's the fact that he pre-planned it and he kept it from you and perhaps he could have just told you and he was thinking about doing it and it would have softened the blow and I understand you feel like blindsided and Mm -hmm. yes to all Mm -hmm. of those things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, I mean, I would not do that to you. I just wouldn't. There are just certain things that we have together that are sacred. (laughs) I also don't think you would have done that to your husband. I don't think you would do that to Adrian. No, I don't think it's typical. of. Uh, uh, look, the only thing that I will pivot back to is there. What, it, what did come at a real specific context. It did. It really did. It wasn't like you were in an ordinary. It wasn't no, like ordinary. No, but I still yeah. am pretty tough. And if you mm. had said to me, I've got an opportunity to see her in London. We mm. can't see her together. I'm going to be there. You know I would have said, okay, fine. Mm. It's the, oh, no, I knew. The fact that you chose to do it all and and have this weird little secret. Like, it's weird. It felt weird. I just felt like you were in a really sense. Oh, I was. Yeah. And and then it would be better when, like, either you knew you weren't going or or basically. Yeah, my question is, though, it's two weeks away. What Mm. were you planning on telling me? Like, were you going to send me a little selfie from the show? No, I was waiting till you'd launched Emsolate. I was waiting till you'd launched this and calm down about that. (laughs) 
I honestly want. That is the genuine truth. Okay. 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 Fine. Sure. Or, or, or that you'd hit the point where you knew what your own travel plans were, where, where there was yes. some sort of resolution. It was the pressure of the trip coincided with the pressure of taking insulation independent, which produced, <laughs> I think it's fair to say, a dramatic cocktail of trauma. Yeah. yeah, which is still, we're still building Emsolation Extra and next week you're all getting an amazing episode where Michael Lucas interviews Doris Unane. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. true. Doris Unane. Not, well, not you all. The, the people, subscribers are. That's right. And mm. why wouldn't you subscribe? Why wouldn't you? I don't understand why everyone hasn't. It's really bugging me. It's bugging me. We've got 2,500 subscribers, mm, which is that's great. That's great. But I know that we also have 50,000 listeners. So mm. <laughs> what's going on, everyone? What can I do? Well, cost of living. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's true. Cost anyway, of living. We did. We had a great chat, Doris yeah. and I. I. Can't wait. That's good. That's going out Tuesday. It's going to be amazing. Mm. All right, let's move on. Do you know when I did the Doris? Can I just, this? you can cut this out. When I interviewed Doris was the first time I sat in your chair and the first time I had to um, work the sounds. And can I just say, it's impossible. It's hard. It's hard to split your brain to think, okay, what would be the sound? And so I completely forgot the whole way through. I told her what the sounds were. I introduced her to the sounds and I was physically incapable of doing it. And then at the end, I'm like, fuck, I didn't do a sound. And then I just pressed three of them all at once. Go, there we go. <laughs> so anyway, respect, respect. Thank you so much. Look, it's been one dominating news item over the last seven days. Mm. Stan Grant exiting mm. Q&A. Many of you would know by now that I'm stepping away for a little while. Sometimes we need to just take time out. Sometimes our souls are hurting, and so it is for me. I've had to learn that endurance is not always strength. Sometimes strength is knowing when to say stop. And to those who have sent messages of support, thank you so much. But I'll be okay. Please send that support and care to those of my people and all people who feel abandoned and alone, who are wondering whether they have a place in this country and who don't have my privileges. To those who have abused me and my family, I would just say, if your aim was to hurt me, well, you've succeeded. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I must have given you so much cause to hate me so much to target me and my family to make threats against me. I'm sorry. And that's what Yinjimara means. It means that I'm not just responsible for what I do, but for what you do. It's not just a word. It is sacred. It is what it means to be Wiradjuri. It is the core of my being. It is respect. It is respect that comes from the earth we are born into, from God, by army. If I break that, I lose who I am. I am down right now, I am. But I'll get back up and you can come at me again and I'll meet you with the love of my people. My people can teach the world to love. As Martin Luther King Jr. said of his struggle, we will wear you down with our capacity to love. Don't mistake our love for weakness. It is our strength. We have never stopped loving and fighting for justice and truth, the hard truths to speak in our land. Yinjimara Winangana means to live with respect in a world worth living in. And we in the media must ask if we are truly honouring a world worth living in. 
Too often, we are the poison in the bloodstream of our society. I fear the media does not have the love or the language to speak to the gentle spirits of our land. I'm not walking away for a while because of racism. We get that far too often. I'm not walking away because of social media hatred. I need a break from the media. I feel like I'm part of the problem. And I need to ask myself how or if we can do it better. To my people, I have always wanted to represent you with pride. I know I might disappoint you sometimes, but in my own little way, I've just wanted to make us seen. And I'm sorry that I can't do that for a little while. To my family, I love you. And to my mum and dad, Good night. The second host to leave in not a very long space of time. Mm. So Tony Jones did it for years and years and years and years. The straight white guy, surprisingly, mm. was able to be there and deal with what gets thrown at a host. And then we had Hamish McDonald mm-hmm. who left due to the ongoing homophobic trolls and criticism and slurs and it was awful. Stan Grant stepped in, of course, and then has announced that he's leaving because of racism. And because of the way that um, the situation that he had in terms of the coronation yeah. broadcast was sort of weaponized across media. Yeah. Uh, online, but also he was specifically saying it actually isn't the online thing, it's the way it was all treated in the media and what happened. And he said that he felt personally let down by the ABC, mm. the way they covered it, which seemed to trigger a lot of people. Mm. And I feel like the way that he spoke about the coronation really bounced badly with a certain demographic who still love the royal family. That's right. Mm. So obviously a lot of people would turn to the ABC when it comes to royal events like this because kind of that's the tradition. Mm. And you're not going to have ads. That's the other reason why you do it. And um, on this occasion, the ABC had a panel before the coronation, uh, you know, basically presenting different viewpoints on the monarchy and where this sits historically. And he was there. And, of course, he was presenting more of a First Nations perspective Mm. about what the monarchy actually is. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And... It really didn't go well and people said it was inappropriate and people were sort of saying there was no place for that sort of opinion, they said. and you know, It's I not mean, an opinion. Yeah, well, exactly. It's, yeah. it's a fact. It's a fact. Yeah, they are a head of state and they, you know, this land was stolen. There was a, basically a genocide. Mm. That, those are facts that mm-hmm. we can't walk away from. And I get... In the crown, the man was being crowned with literally diamonds yes. stolen. From, like, like it, they're drooping in the crimes of the past of that monarchy and that establishment. It's right there. And, of course, he has to talk about it. That's, to yeah, me... Yeah, and, and the ABC is there for all Australians and not all Australians have this same view of the mm. royal family. And and it isn't just... It's not fucking frozen on Broadway. It actually is a constitutional part of this country and a part of our history. Mm. And, and I feel like he was speaking... The truth, but even if you felt like he was expressing an opinion a bit too pointedly, um, which clearly some people did, it was very, very quickly picked up on. Yeah, uh, it was picked up on by a lot of more right wing media, Murdoch media, mm. and and then caught flame on, you know, on 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 online, particularly on Twitter and on Facebook, and and Stan Grant became basically like a punching bag, mm. and people were writing the most horrible things about him as as they do, and I think. Also, what was a big factor in it was that the ABC weren't coming out with a full-throated 
defense of it. In fact, all they said was, we're going to have a little bit of an investigation into this to look at the coverage. So it was kind of like they were placating the people that were complaining, but they weren't defending the talent that they put out there. And they asked him to do it. It's not like, it's not like he crashed it and said, I just want to, it's not like it was a protest. It was a forum for discussion about what this means. They put him there. They asked him to do do it. And he did his job and got this reaction and was not defended. The way also News Corp have flipped the way they're covering it and they're, like, writing it as though he's, like, a brave, you know, it's completely changed the narrative as to what they were printing a week and a half ago. Perhaps is that they've taken the temperature of their readership and there is a little bit of a shift in that people are going, oh, no, this is shit. Well, I think it's two things. It's that, for Mm. sure. Um, They've had an increase of people um, that have been saying, you know, that wasn't okay. Um, but I think in addition to that, because he's criticised the ABC, there's nothing they love more. Like, they've separated him from the ABC. Previously in the story, it was like, Stan Grant represents everything that's wrong with the ABC. Now he's come out and said, True. I'm criticising the ABC. And so they're like, oh, we can get on board with you now. <laughs> we can agree on one thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't say ignore it, particularly if you're the host of Q&A, because it's literally a part of the show. Mm-hmm. I know. I hope he's okay. I've seen a couple of headlines today saying he's not in a great way, which would be totally understandable. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely hope that perhaps this will change the way people think they they can comment about shit that really they sh- they shouldn't be. And just writing the most god awful things. I don't understand. Mm. I don't understand people who go on Facebook or online. I mean, it expend sounds, energy oh, to just just, just say disgraceful things. Yeah, like what? to have to someone bothered to give us a one star review on iTunes, <laughs> right? And clearly they don't listen to the show. They had to log in. They had to give their email. They had to go into the iTunes. They had to, like, you have to go through so many steps to give a one-star review. Mm. And I just sat there thinking, and it really bothered me, and I'm like, why? Just Well, I just think that this is because there are voices out there that are saying any pain or discomfort or dissatisfaction that you might feel in your life is probably because some shiny, woke person is being loud and successful and and dominating the culture. And so if you want to make yourself feel better, go to war against them. I th- I feel like that's the message that's so out there in the petty. world. It's so pathetic. <laughs> All right. Oh, I want to talk about my new favourite show. It's only got four episodes. I'm halfway through it mm. because I had to finish watching Ted Lasso, which we'll get to. But I want to tell you about people. When someone sees a mermaid, it's magical, it's mythical, it's made up. Or maybe it isn't. This is a half billion dollar industry. There are pageants, there are conventions, there are competitions, there are auditions, there are shows. Wait, that's a job. I always wanted to be a mermaid. I can't really grow much as a mermaid in Arkansas because I feel like I'm trapped in this box. I'm a landlocked mermaid. There's so many things I want to do. I'm all about entertaining people. I'm the first person with music out. I get emails all the time from people telling me that they want to be a professional mermaid, and my first thought is, oh, you have no idea what you're getting yourself into. (laughs) It's so good. Now, obviously, before I knew what it was about, I saw the trailer and I was like, I'm in. Like, and it was just these beautiful images, these highly produced CGI mermaids, people, like it looked like the little mermaid and Avatar had had a baby, mm, right? This is mm, what the mm, opening credits look like. Mm. And then I started watching it and what I came to realise, it was just this lovely story of m- people who had been othered in primary school 
100% they're neurodivergent. There's no doubt in my mind. And they're drawn to mermaids and they end up joining the mer community. Can I just say, is this reality or drama? Reality. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. This is real people. It's a doco. Okay. Yeah. And But everybody just had this story of Lona, weird kid, mm. loved mermaids, went to see this show in Florida, the Witchy Watchy Mermaids. Okay. Actual title? In Florida, this natural spring kind of sprung up. It's this beautiful weed oasis. It's just in the middle of land, this spring. And so in the 60s, they built an underwater theatre there. You could go down and they put glass up and they dug through and they and so you could look into the spring and it's called Witchy Watchy Waters. And I think that's a Native American Indian title for the area. And it was huge in the 60s and it was strange. So these women would go and they were the witchy-watchy mermaids and it was Mm. iconic. People would flock from all around America to go and see these beautiful women who had shunned the idea of getting married, having kids and being secretaries, and they were like these feminist mermaids. <laughs> but in the back in the 60s, they didn't have the full, like, you know, um, rubber tail, all the thing that can happen. They just wore flippers and snorkels. Okay. And they did these beautiful underwater routines. Oh. Yeah. Kind of so, like synchronised swimming but under the water. Yeah, and they would okay. dive in and they would be mermaids. And, and everyone loved it. It was this magical place and uh, quite a few of the 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 subjects of the documentary went there as kids and that sparked the mermaid obsession for them. They right. saw the witchy watchy mermaids and they're like, <gasps> That's me. One of those. Yep. And one of them was specifically a young man and he had Tourette's, he was an outcast, very clearly gay. He went to see them and he started just hanging out there after school with the older mermaids. Mm-mm. And then one day one of the older mermaids gave him a tail and he just loved it so much. He went home and he fixed it up, and then he started making tales for the girls. Mm. And then finally he became the Mer Prince Eric. And when he was performing as a merman, the Tourette's didn't happen. Oh. He loved it so much. And now he's become the world's foremost Mer tailor, and he makes all the amazing latex fins, which cost three grand each. And so he's just this incredible, incredibly gay flamboyant, amazing former merman, now Mer Taylor, yep. who starts his own aquarium, builds a tank, and then they hold auditions for mermaids. Ah! Are, they still, is, are we still in Florida? Yes. Oh, and this is nice where to we, know something nice is happening there. Mm. And this is where we meet Sparkles. And she has oh. had a really hard, terrible life. And she lives in Arkansas. And there's not a lot of action for mermaids there. She feels very, the only place she's allowed to go is to a pool where old ladies do uh, aqua aerobics. And she's allowed a tiny corner because they're a drowning hazard, the latex fins, because they drag you down. Oh. Right? And Sparkles' one dream is to just become a full-time underwater performer. Yes. There's not a lot of opportunity for that. Of course. So she hears about auditions and so she goes off to see the Mer Taylor to audition in Florida. So she's a big drive from Arkansas to Florida. Yes. She's working three jobs to be able to afford the latex boobs and everything yeah. and the hair. Boobs? And... You have to have latex. Oh, you're no, just the, like... the shells. The oh, shells, yeah. The clamshell brassiere. Yes. Totally. So she goes and she auditions and... Um, like, they don't really get along. And so I won't tell you what happens. And then she goes to the Mer Convention, mm. the magical mermaid. They have Mermaid mm. Con, mm. where they all gather at a large swimming pool. For mermaids from all over the world gather and they audition. And there's this group, this elite group called the Circus Siren Pod. They're like this elite mermaid performance troupe. They kind of just protect their brand in a way. And part of their brand is that they are like exclusive and elite. But like, they kind of are. They're the elite mermaids of the mermaid world and yeah. you have to audition to get in. It's right. very hard to get in. Yeah. So Sparkles just, she you just you just start rooting for Sparkles and you just wanted to do well and she turns up at Mercon and she fucking slays. Like 
She, she just overcomes adversity. She'd auditioned four years earlier and choked. It was bad. Like her fin broke. She couldn't remember Corrie. It was mm. awful. And she'd been training for four years to appear at yeah. this moment in yeah. front of the Queen Morgana. Of oh course, her name's Morgana. Yeah. She runs the Elite Circus Mermaids. And she gets in the pool. She's got two minutes, two minutes to impress everybody. And so she gets in sparkles. She's got this amazing costume on. She's been working three jobs as a waitress to be able to afford this outfit. Yeah. Full lace front wig, full face of makeup, crown, the whole thing. You she, wear makeup under the water? Yeah, synchronised swimming makeup. Okay, yep. There's cameras under there to capture. And you have to be, you can't blow bubbles out your nose because that's considered unmermaid-like. Oh, my God. And there's special bubble-blowing techniques where you can make it look like love hearts coming out your mouth. Oh, my God. It's yeah. stressful. It's so stressful. Mm. And you've got to be able to hold your breath too. You've got to be beautiful. You've got to be able to swim. And you've got to be able to hold your breath. How long are we talking hold of breath? Like quite a long time. And when you're performing as an underwater performer, they have air tubes. But what you have to do is you have to be graceful. Grab a tube from the side. Bring it to your mouth. <sighs> But then oh. not let the, yeah, put the tube back so you can never surface. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And and so she goes, she gets she gets the mermaid con. She's got two minutes to impress Morgana, who she failed four years ago. She's been training for four years, working as a waitress to be able to afford the mm-hmm. outfit. Sparkles gets in the pool and we're all sitting there. Scott was sitting there. We're holding our breath as Sparkles is performing in this horrible aqua arena. Yeah. Where there's a, a, and there's 200 other mermaids sitting around the pool watching her because mm. there's a television camera mm. set up and you can watch. And she's there and Morgana's just Gagging because Sparkles is fucking killing it. Mm. Sparkles is graceful. She's doing barrel rolls. She's doing fish rolls. She's doing body rolls. No bubbles coming out of her nose. Hair on point, never in her face. And she comes up and Morgana goes over and Sparkles is like, was it okay? And she said, sweetie, you are unrecognizable. You are not the same performer I saw four years ago. I was, I literally did not have a critique. That was incredible, incredible. And it was the skill was there, the talent was there. You looked so at ease, so comfortable, like you were home, like you were a real mermaid. That was incredible. This is like the most incredible moment of my entire life. Sparkle cries, I cried, Scott cried. <laughs> Scott cried. Scott was teary. I said, you're oh teary. God. He goes, I'm just so glad for her. Sounds like Little Miss Sunshine mermaid version. It is. Oh, my God. And now I'm on a cliffhanger. I'm on end of episode two. Morgana invites Sparkles to be a guest performer at their Vegas show. Oh, my God. OMG. So that's, you've still got to watch that episode. I've still got two episodes to go. <gasps> I'm surprised. I really thought this was going to say, and Michael, we are now going to Florida. <laughs> I am so intrigued with the whole mer world. And non-binary mer people just call themselves mers. Because you're not mermaid oh, yeah. or merman. Oh. Yes. Are you regretting that your plunge pool, is your plunge pool big enough to no, for I a more made performance? Couldn't fit you've a tried? tail. I couldn't fit a tail. I couldn't. But I am going to practice love heart bubbles. Of course you are. Cat, <laughs> what about their vision? What are your vision? questions? Tell me. Tell well, me their vision because it's... Oh, when oh I... I'm glad you asked. Yeah. Okay, so we open on this mer show that seems to happen in some underwater theatre, mm. but they use chlorine. So we see all these mermaids go in, they do the show, mm-hmm. and then they get out and then they all start rolling around and grabbing their eyes and running around. No one can see because someone has over-chlorinated the pool. Oh, drama. Wait, check the pool. Oh, no. Chase on the pool guy make sure that they didn't put too much chlorine in the pool. Open. Open more. More. How do we find an eyewash station? So they've literally blinded six mermaids. The next show, a matinee show couldn't go on because their eyes were all burning. I tell you what, so they're terrible. all rolling around. The documentarians would have been like, oh, gold. it was opening scene. Yeah, of course. Opening it was. scene. They were literally flapping yeah. like dead fish. And because episode one was called No Dead Mermaids. Yeah. Jesus, that's that ominous. Ep one. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, that, the first rule of mer, mer performance. No, it is. Yeah. Morgana's first rule. <laughs> I, I like to Mor- think it becomes un, it would go unsaid. No, Morgana we... walks around saying, what do I see? And all the mermaids say, no dead mermaids. My next question was, why do you feel you need to say because that? Are we, 
there's those, been mermaid deaths. Yeah, because those suits drag you down and you get so committed that you forget to come up for air. There have been deaths. Really? Yes. That is dark. Well, Florida shut the witchy-watchy mermaids down when the government took over that theme park because they went in there and said there was a tunnel, a 20-metre-long tunnel that went down and across with no way to breathe that the mermaids had to enter the, the arena in. Jesus. Yeah, and the state went in there and said, no, no, no. And all the witchy-watchy mermaids, they got bad sinus infections, they had ear infections, like they they all got very sick. Yeah, mm. yeah. Oh, my So, no, God. it's a dangerous sport. Yeah. Totally. Only the wow. elite of the elite survive. Oh, yeah. I don't reckon Ariel would do well. She's not disciplined enough. Really? Yeah, well, she's prone. Well, she get, she gave up her fins at the drop of a ah, hat. for some Royal real dick. hot do- guy wanders in, Friends plays with his dog. <laughs> she's just... Oh, Morgana would chuck her instantly. Morgana mm. can sense. You have to audition for Morgana every year. I love it so much. Have you commissioned your tail? <laughs> I'm, they're very expensive. They're $3,000. Yeah. How do you think you've, I already you've know looked that? up online, of haven't course. you? Of yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I would have sensory you do, You'd have to be fitted with it, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you would. Yeah. I don't think I would be able to handle being Well, because you constrained. don't even like being in the bath. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't. You are literally constrained. Like you are literally in this heavy latex fin that comes up like to your belly button. Mm-mm. And to, to get it off, it's very hard. Mm-mm. So if all of a sudden something happens to your arms and you're in the water, your legs are bound. Wow. It's essentially my worst nightmare. Wow. Yeah, nah. I could do like a little individual legging. I could do a legging fin. Yeah. I'm also, it'd be hard to maintain the fixation with both the mermaid community and the mushroom loving community because that's like sea and land. Or maybe, I don't know, Matt, you've got a lot of bandwidth. Maybe. <laughs> I love the mayor community. I love them. I now I'm, I'm I've followed them all on Instagram. Of course, it's fantastic. The photo shoots are insane. Of course, yeah. So I highly recommend it. It's it's so lovely. You you don't have to be into mermaids. You just have to be into people who are super passionate about one thing. I am into mermaids. Well, I'm into both things. So yeah. really, this is <laughs> this is you're gonna love it. It's gorgeous. Ten out of ten. Extra. 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 It's Extra. Coming up next time on Emsolation Extra, Michael Lucas sits down with Australian icon and national treasure actress Doris Unane. So then Heartbreak High, yeah. which was firstly the movie and then the TV show, but yeah. it had a different name in the TV show. Yeah, I did. And originally it started as a Greek name. Yeah. And I said, what kind of, can I play Lebo in this? Can I just, can we? And they said, oh, we don't know how to write for Lebo. I said, just change the name also. The rest of it's fine. <laughs> so I ended up as Yola Fatouche. Yeah. And the reason I had to pick Fatouche, which is a salad, a Lebanese mm. salad, is my mum said, you can't pick just a Lebanese name. What if you upset someone's family? You know, and I thought, what? Well, so I can't use any, like <laughs> Abraham, I can't use Weeby, I can't use anything else. No, because what if they know us? So I had to, I had to fucking pick a salad. So I ended up picking. Nobody knows this shit, but it ended up being Yola Fatouche. Oh, beautiful! Oh, amazing. I must admit, I've always this is. I have always looked at that last name and thought that's odd. But of course, I'm not going to question it because it'd be racist to question it. Going is that surname a salad? But no, it was literally. That's why. And wow. no one's named Fatouche, so I was really safe. Hear that chat Tuesday only on Emsolation Extra. It's Emsolation Extra. This is Emsolation. While we're speaking about TV shows, I finished Ted Lasso, done. The irony of this, 
that you finally finish it. And I think it's fair to say that we've hit a point where it feels like the world is turning on Ted Lasso a bit. Like, I feel like I get a, again and again see people just online saying, I'm done with this show. <laughs> but I, you no, have no. driven it home. Yeah. And not only that, you want to put it on the school curriculum. I want to put it on the school curriculum. This show needs to be watched by teenage boys. Emsolators, if you know a teenage boy, put them in front of Ted Lasso. All three seasons, especially the last season, it's a little bit, look, it's a bit messagey and a little bit Pollyanna and earnest, but I think I was watching my husband watch it and a lot of the messaging, you know, there's there's whole episodes around releasing nude pictures of girls without their consent and watching a football locker room deal with one of the players coming out as gay. And mm, just mm. the way they react is textbook. You want that how you want the world to be when these things happen, right? Mm. And having a room full of straight guys hash it out I think as much as we don't want to admit it, we'll resonate with other straight guys. Yes. So I really... Well, ironically, that seems to be the nub of a lot of the criticism is that it's preachy. Or it's, it's become very preachy. preachy. Become sledgehammer preachy. I think we need it. We need it. I think we... If anything, if our Stan Grant discussion is... Mm. I think it is sledgehammer preachy, but I feel like that is exactly what's required for this next generation of young men who are having to deal with all sorts of things, online pornography being one of them. Mm-hmm. And this this show does a whole episode around that and I really love how they handled it and it's how I would handle it with my son. Yeah. So yeah. my message about Ted Lasso is... Show it to your sons. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and it's done now, it's over, it's and finished. Well, while we're on warm-hearted uh, comedy dramas about male mental health... Yes, there is an Australian one. I'm so glad I get to tell you about this. It's yes. it's it actually started yesterday, uh, and but you can watch all episodes on ABC iView. It's called In Limbo, and it stars Ryan Core from mm-hmm. House of the Dragon fame, or Not Suitable for Children. I mean, they're equally well. Not famous. Suitable for Children, Michael's first featuring uh, film, and Bob Morley from uh, Love Me Hot, and so also hot. Jane Harbour from Offspring, friend, friend of the, of the pod, show, friend, friend of, of the us. pod, yes. <laughs> Friend of the show. Yes. And we should have We'll have oh, We should get, get Jane Harbour on. She's yep. amazing. We will. We will. And uh, oh, Philippa Northeast, who's in Newsreader Season 2, hasn't come out yet. But anyway, trust me, she's fantastic. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, the premise is it's about male friendship. And and it is Ryan Core, his best mate has died mm-hmm. and is he's seeing him as sort of like a ghost as and having chats with him. And it's all of their old banter and all of that. But let's just say there's a lot of unanswered, unresolved issues about how and why he died. And it's a look at why is it hard for men to talk to each other and hard for men to, and they're great actors mm. and um, and it's got a great writer and great, anyway, I think people should watch it. If you're looking for something to feel your, let's examine, feel your, let's examine why, it, in a tender way, why it is that men struggle. Mm. Yeah, no, <laughs> I think, what's, where, where do we watch it? ABC iView. All nice. apps free, 100% free. Right, Okay. <laughs> So, before you go, I thought we'd play a game because it's good for online content. <laughs> All right? Yeah. We're going to play a thing called ADHD Charades. Yeah. So, oftentimes I can't think of the name of something or someone or a song mm. and I will make, I'll just describe it to you in a bonkers way. Yeah. And you're usually able to guess. I know. I'm so nervous though because I did so badly in the Beyonce thing. And can I just say that it wasn't because I didn't know those songs necessarily, it was because I froze in the moment, so I'm worried I'll freeze. But yeah, anyway, fine. we'll see, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Okay, you ready? Are you ready for ADHD charades? Ready Here we go. The first one. I guess it's not really charades, it's, it's verbal charades. So yeah. I'm not acting it out, I'm speaking it it's out. It's M translation. I can't say the name of the show though. Yeah. Okay, here we go. First one, it's a movie. Okay, here we go. Strippers. Uh, um, Showgirls? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, next one. All right, uh, 80s movie, doesn't go to school. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. Okay, all right, next one is the song. She's back. What? She's back. <laughs> Small person. Dominion. Oh, Carly. Yes. Oh, okay, right. Okay. I, thought, I thought that was the lyrical content of the song. No, next one. It's a song. Uh, this person, blonde, wife is a hot mess. He's dead. She's got uh, a lot of eyeliner. They've got what, a Brittany? kid called Francis Bean. And it was big oh, when we were in co- high school. Co- co- wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Courtney Love. Uh, the main, the main Celebrity s- skin? What? The main song of her husband. The oh, it smells song. like Teen Spirit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He lives in a lovely house, uh, lots of co- champagne coupes, uh, flapper dresses. Great uh, Gatsby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next one's a TV show. Old ladies sitting around kitchen table. The Golden Girls. Yes. <laughs> okay, next one's a TV show. Local government. Utopia. Uh, Chris Pratt. Oh, um, 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 Parks and Rec. Sh- yep. <laughs> Okay. I want to know if I can, if, if it works in reverse. Oh, okay. Go, yeah. try. I'll try people. Okay. SBS presenter, we grew up with her. She Leland was... Chin. <laughs> <laughs> TV icon turned out to be pretty right wing, um, blonde, kept it tight. Went Karen into... <laughs> Kevily. <laughs> um, um, got Parkinson's, but he was in. Um... Michael J. Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Um, tragically fell off a horse, became a quadruped. Christopher Reed! <laughs> Turns out I'm very good at this. Um, <laughs> um, wait a minute. TV foodie, you went to New York with him. Matt Moran. Yeah. Uh, Matt yeah. Preston. It could have been either. Either. either George Columbus. Yeah. Game show hostess, spun the letters. Adriana Xanadez. <laughs> Rest in peace, RLP. <laughs> you want more? Okay, go. Give me, give me two more. My brain is totally empty right now. I'm a cheese. <laughs> like, I'm not thinking about anything except for what it could be. Go. And I'm going through my Rolodex. My brain's going really fast. Okay, go. I'm chat GBT. I'm chat GBT. Go. <laughs> 90s icon singer. We loved her until she went to India and got spiritual. Oh, Alanis Morissette. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought I had you for a second. <laughs> no, 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 no. I got it, got it, got it, got it. Um, all right. Um, last one, last one. Last one, world leader with a much older wife, but gee, she's kept it tight. Um, France's president. Yeah. <laughs> Nickel. Ah. He's. I don't think. I know. Oh, what's his name? Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Mac- Macron. Macron. Yes, well done, Em. Em's very good. Well done. That. You're better at it than me. Well, that's no surprise. <laughs> and now I would be interested to see just how a lay person would do. Or that I think it's it's a combination of I've learned your reference of things and you know mine and the hooks that we all have. But in addition to that, we consume so much pop culture and we share every bit of pop culture with each other. What if I did like mother who sewed costumes obsessed wants to look like daughter? Mother? Oh, uh, Tina Knowles. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, right. You've got it. You've got it. You've got it. Okay, 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 okay. All right, well, we went everywhere. Is this your last in studio? No, unless if I'm still allowed back next week. I mean, I'm not leaving till midday sh- Wednesday, so. Next Wednesday. Yeah, so. We're we're off. We've... We'll do it in the morning before you leave. I couldn't do that. If I had an international flight on Wednesday, I would have to be at the airport Tuesday night. <laughs> I'd already be packing. Really? You don't understand. I'm already stressed about going to New York 
Yes, you've in got August. months. You've got months. Like I'm already starting to think about when I should start packing in my packing cells. Yes. Like I'm so nervous. No. Yeah. I have a history of missing international I flights. I know. Yeah. Well, that was the other thing about the trip. Initially it was like I travelled with you and then did UK afterwards. But then for basically Madonna, it flipped. Yeah. But then the consequences was. I have to travel on my own. Alone. It's not a you've good You've done idea. it before though. Yeah. Mm, no, yeah, what no. about New York for Marshall? Oh, yeah, yeah, but that was all business class, like first class. I flew first class for that, actually. Oh, they pick you up from your home. <laughs> yes. I need that shit. Yeah. No, I can't afford it, though. I'm not doing that. No, no. Um, all right, well, we'll uh, see you next week. See you next week. Bye. This is Emsolation. That's it. Thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget, if you want to be up to date with all things Emsolation, you need to be following us on Instagram at Emsolation Podcast. All the videos go there, all the show links, every bit of important information you could possibly want is at that Instagram. Don't forget to check. Sometimes the algorithm kicks us out because we are heavy on the penis content. You can also sign up to be a pen pal. We send out a great newsletter every week. Uh, and obviously you can become a part of Emsolation Extra on that, our AMA comes out Friday morning if you're listening on Thursday, which appears a lot of you do. And don't forget, Michael and Doris Yunane's chat will be coming out next Thursday. Also, if you are waiting to be added as a close friend on Instagram, you're just going to have to be patient. We're only allowed to add 30 people at a time and then we get locked out for 24 hours. It's slow, but we will get there. We haven't forgotten you, I promise you. Have a fantastic weekend or week ahead whenever you are hearing me and we will chat very soon. Bye. Like what you heard and want more? Emsolation is a totally independent neurodivergent female-led podcast which you can help support by subscribing to Emsolation Extra. Get exclusive bonus episodes every Tuesday. Question time with Em and Michael, pre-show meetings, videos of the podcast recording, pre-sale access to live events and discount merch, a weekly newsletter and so much more. Help us by subscribing now or gift a subscription to someone you love at emsolation.supercast.com or get the link via Emsolation Socials. Emsolation with M. Rossiano is recorded at Down the Hill Studios. Hosted by M. Rossiano with Michael Lucas. Executive produced by Benjamin Wosley. Produced by M. Rossiano. Edited by Ezekiel Fenn. Socials by M. Rossiano, Benjamin Wosley, Lauren Miko, and Marcella Rossiano Barrow. With assistance from Jem Evans and Georgia Watts. Follow us on Instagram at Emsolation Podcast and join other Emsolators at the Emsolation Group on Facebook. The answer is Harry Styles. Please take the time to share this podcast with a friend. Give us a five-star rating and make sure you're following us on whatever podcast app you use by hitting the follow button. Thanks for listening and we can't wait to chat with you again soon. Emsolation.